Welcome to another episode of the Hot Hot Hoops Podcast. I'm your host, Brandon DePerno, joined as always by my co-host, Matt Hannafin. Taking this one live from the car today, so apologize for any uh, any audio mishaps or anything along those lines, but we got Matt here to kind of take it away and talk about that absolute travesty and pathetic effort from last night. Matt, it's all you, buddy. Let me just ask you this really quick. I know I like to start with the question sometimes. Where is your head at? Are you like on a scale of one to 10 of like panic, no panic? Do you think like where where's your head at today? And then I'll give you what where mine's at. I I would say I'm not panicked, but I'm concerned. Okay. I think okay. it's the kind of the, the best way I can put it. I mean, um, here we were sitting up three zip now we've uh we're sitting up three two but i think the fact of the matter is not everyone seems to forget about is the fact that we are sitting up and have two shots at stealing this thing i mean it's not the like if tomorrow wouldn't be the first time jimmy's willed a game before you know like game six last year he did the exact same thing so i'm concerned but i'm not in panic mode yet like everybody else okay that's that's more than how about, fair. How about you, man? I would say I'm panicked. You're panicked. All right, Matt. Tell me why. It this is different than a normal three-two series lead because of one Miami is the eight seed going up against the two seed. That doesn't that goes without explanation. Um, but there are just things that I have seen from Boston and really from Miami these last two games that, as you mentioned, concern you. They concern me. And, we I mean, we've seen plenty of times in a playoff series where, like, you're on the road, you have a bad game, and then you head back home, you figure something out, or you're you're just motivated and the crowd behind, crowd's behind you or whatever. But, like, it feels like this Heat team – makes it so much harder on themselves than they should. And they do like yesterday. I mean, aside from what we saw from Kyle, Jimmy and Bam, which was all terrible. Uh, just the process was, was faulty and not to say they can't fix that process, but it, it was like there it's a lot of, I mean, it's, I'm okay with, ISO ball at certain points, but like they're doing against like non mismatch players. Like there were plenty of times where Jimmy was trying to ISO and Tatum. It just didn't work. Um, there was no movement. It was, it was stagnant. It felt like Boston's done a good job this series, or at least in games four and five crowding Bam. Like we talked about just a couple podcasts ago, Bam's playing the best basketball of his career. And now he's coming off of two games where it's some of the worst basketball of his career, at least just given the circumstances of everything. And, like, the turnovers have to be fixed. Miami had 16 yesterday for 27 second chance, or not second chance points, uh, points off turnovers. Boston now has 54 points off turnovers these last two games. That's concerning. Um, What the hell was Kyle Lowry doing? Sorry to mention that to you on this podcast, but what in the world was he doing? Because he... In a game that Miami needed him to step up, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't. It felt like really for all three of these star players. I mean, I'm not gonna. I guess calling Kyle Lowry a star player at this stage of his career isn't 
like probably the best word to use, but like three of your best players, you're asking them, you, you need big performances out of them after Gabe Vincent's averaging 18 points on an incredible, like really good efficiency. He's not playing. And it, this is the first time or one of the first times in this tenure since Jimmy's arrived that I felt like Jimmy and Bam kind of shied away from the moment. And Kyle did too. Like you could tell from the jump that it just wasn't there for all three of them. And I mean, Bam had a couple nice stops defensively. He got, he found rhythm a little bit in that second half, which I think is an encouraging sign, but just as a whole, it wasn't good. And like just the momentum that Boston has right now, Jalen and Jason are playing completely different basketball than they were in games one through three. And I think that's important to mention. Not to say that that can't switch in a game six or dare I even mention a game seven. But Miami's defense has not been good. Uh, Kevin Love is getting picked on. Cody Zeller is getting picked on. Uh, Duncan Robinson, even though his spacing provided some use in the second half yesterday, he's getting picked on. The zone defense hasn't been good. Miami's foregoing too many switches that they shouldn't be foregoing. They're doubling when they shouldn't be be doubling, and Boston's doing a good job moving the ball. It's just the process all around is terrible, and I'm not necessarily sure what adjustments. Look, man, but like this is I'm in panic mode, and I'm also saying that because as the resident hot hot hoops Yankee fan, I don't need this shit happening to two of my franchises and. I, don't I just even, don't. I, don't even, I really don't. I could. I could I go without that. That's probably the big. That's probably the biggest point of my panic. Miami is up three two in the series. They are heading home in front of their home home fans. But like, we have to get a good Jimmy Butler. We have to get a good Bam Adebayo. We have to get a good Kyle Lowry. We have to get a good everything for Miami to win this series, and just hope that Boston doesn't make forty percent of their threes, which they're they're now thirty eight and two when they do the season. Yeah, I mean, look. Everything that you've outlined is fixable, in my opinion. You know, it's like you're not you're not gonna ha- not have like you're gonna have a game where Jimmy steps up. He has not stepped up the last two games. You're gonna Bam will not continue to bring the ball to his ankles and gets uh, and get you know uh, stripped every every two plays. That stuff is not consistent, and it's not consistent with who these players are and who these players have been during the postseason. You know, the like, Bam thing is consistent. He does bring the ball down way too much, and he's done no. that throughout his entire career. That's fi- does, it's fixable, but-, but it's something that he's done throughout his. It's something he's done for a while now, and it's like this is a problem when they're just swiping at his arms every single time he has the ball because they're doing that and they're getting a phenomenal success rate out of it. Yeah, but what's not consistent is Bam to continue to play like hot garbage. You know what yeah, I mean? Okay, like, fair. even even yesterday, uh, once he got into to rhythm. He put he put together three straight buckets. The issue yesterday, in my opinion, was that Miami was unable to put together a run every time that they did something that you you would call actual actually effective. Uh, Boston would hit a three, or you know, to be more specific, Derek White would hit a three. You know, mm-hmm. and it seems that the, <laughs> right. I wrote this in I wrote this in my recap yesterday. It seemed like the Heat were perpetually down fifteen. No matter what they did, they were down fifteen. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like that's top. That's tough to come back from, uh, and that's tough to navigate, even as an elite offense. And you know, I thought I thought they may have given up a little bit too soon because I liked what the reserves did. 
I love the Haywood Highsmith minutes yesterday. I thought he was. Incredible. We can talk about him in a little bit. I I'm, yeah. I agree. Yeah, it, it's just more or less like I would have had Bam and uh, like I know they want to rest Bam and Jimmy for the next game, but like you know, I like when the Heat are a never say die type of team. And uh, yesterday, you know, yesterday they kind of they gave up and yeah, Jimmy smiling on the bench, but you know, I I sense uh, there was a little little bit of. Um, there's a little less relief to Jimmy's smiles yesterday and more so like, ah, shit, you know? Um, Why is he so, doing this? <laughs> look, like I, I get it I, from I, the standpoint of like some, I mean, I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, sorry to interrupt, but I'll be the first to admit there's times when I do get frustrated or I am pissed off and I just like smile and laugh just like a, as like a coping mechanism. But like what, this is not two straight games that like, no, I'm not. Jimmy's Jimmy. Like he doesn't care um, yeah. about what we think. He he cares about the result and cares about winning, but he doesn't care about what we think. But I'm just at like I'm. I know I'm just throwing this into blank. Like, but like why? It just the the quotes and stuff be, just become more frustrating with these losses. And again, there's only two of them. But like all that. Okay, I, I'll shut up. But can continue what you were going to say. No. I I think like. Look, I think it's it's important for Heat fans to put things in perspective a little bit as well. I mean, we are the eighth seed. We barely made it out of the play-in. Uh, we lost our one of our best defenders to a PCL tear. We lost our third leading scorer to a broken hand in the first game. This team is going to go as far as Jimmy takes them. And if Jimmy is not playing like a superhuman, then you're likely not going to win the game. It's like... You know, we got uh, Jimmy didn't have his best series uh, against the Knicks, but you got a lot out of other players. You know, you got a lot out of Bam. You got some great moments out of Gabe. You got consistent play out of Caleb, you know, and really the only consistent player on the Heat lately has been Caleb and Gabe. You know, if you take away Gabe, who's been a beautiful, like a focal point of the offense in the playoffs, you're going to have some struggles. And I know Gabe said it on Twitter yesterday. And I was, I really was hoping he'd be right, where it was like, I'm going to miss tonight, but I know my dudes are going to step up. The thing I think is, that was a fake tweet. I don't think that was oh, actually. Oh, was it? Yeah. I can't tell anymore. No one has a verification badge. <laughs> I don't think that was, I don't think that was his account. I don't think that was his well, account. I could double check. Yeah, double check that for me. Um, but whatever the case, you know, like nobody, nobody stepped up and you're not going to win games if you don't have uh, your, your other guys step up. Like, Yesterday, like it or not, the big three should have been Jimmy, Bam, and Lowry. And Lowry put out a pathetic, pathetic performance. I am the biggest Carl Lowry defender uh, on this writing team, you know. But I was, I was not impressed. Like, uh, and I'm still kind of pissed off that I just wrote a really big analysis piece praising <laughs> how well he's played in the playoffs, and he's put together like three stinkers, basically. Like, the reason the Heat were able to get out to such a nice lead at the beginning of the series is because Lowry had 15 points and was hitting his shots, and he looks really good, you know? Obviously, that's not the case right now, and it's it's a bummer. Um, but Kyle Lowry's also capable of big games and big moments. He had Game 6 Kyle Lowry against the Celtics last year. Yeah. If you get him tomorrow, then and you get, and you get a semblance of Jimmy playing on one leg, you know, and putting up 40 points, then the Heat win the series. You just need one game like that. So that's why I'm concerned and less panicked because we've seen Jimmy do this against the best team in the NBA just just about a month and a half ago, maybe less, you know? So it's like, look, 
you need Jimmy to be playoff Jimmy, okay? Um, and if he's not that, then the Heat are looking like a, a sorry eight seed. But also, like, Spo has been in worse situations. Even Jordan has been in this situation before, you know? So let's see what happens. Like, uh, I don't need the Celtics, you know, having a comeback in every sport. We've already seen it against the Fal- uh, Boston sports. I mean, You've already seen it against the Falcons, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, seen it in baseball. Sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We've seen it in baseball. It don't need to talk it, about it. I, I, this makes me a bad Canadian, but I don't know if we've seen it in hockey. We saw it in in reverse um, against the Florida team. Uh, I think we have, or not maybe not so, Boston, but yeah, we have seen but it. Yeah, but but whatever the case, look, like I'm I'm gonna ride with my guys in uh, you know in the, in the three hundred five until the end of the series and. Spo Spo can make adjustments, you know. Like it's not the first time a series against the Celtics gets stretched out a little bit, you know. Like this is, uh, if anything, this is probably what we should have expected. The three, the getting up to the three zip, uh, um, you know, lead was was unexpected. So let's see what happens, man. I don't think it's time to. Uh, I'll stress if there's a game seven, but I'm just hoping there's not. The way that it's happened, though. The way I mean, that it's the happened. The way that the first, the first three games happened were the exact same way the Celtics have beat the Heat in the last two. One close game, one pretty close game, and one blowout, you know? These were both, dude, this could have been an easy, this could have easily been a 25-point game. Like, let's it, be real it, about this. It could have been, but it, but, it, but it wasn't. In the game before, the Heat but had But that's because Haywood Highsmith and Duncan Robinson hit threes with five minutes left, and there was Sam Hauser was getting missed. Sure, there's, a, there's, some, there's some garbage time there, of course. But, like, but, that's, why, but that, that's one of the reasons um, I thought that, like, Bam and Jimmy came out too early because I thought they could have made a run. Like, this is a Heat team who didn't have a run. There was a 9-2 run, I think, in the first quarter or the second quarter. Mm-hmm. That was the only run they had the whole game. So it's like... Putting in some new blood, you were getting great defense out of Haywood. Duncan was hitting shots. You know, you just needed Jimmy or Bam to get going, and you know, with seven minutes left, it's like or we've Kyle. seen the Heat pull out. Yeah, well, wow, I don't want to talk about him, um, but like you just needed one of those guys to kind of go off in those last seven minutes, and like the Heat have come back from fifteen point deficits in the last like four minutes in during yeah. these playoffs. Yep. So yeah. it's like I, that's why that's why I thought we maybe gave up a little bit early, but like you know. I got a ride or die with Spo here, you know, and it's like, uh, it's tons of obstacles, no obstacles, right? It's, uh, you know, yeah. I, I have it in the, I have it in the bio of my writing profile on the site where it's like, I've learned to stop questioning like, uh, Riley and Spo because they, every time, just when you think they're out, they're back in, you know, not to butcher a Godfather quote and use it by, for my own personal means, but it's kind of the way it is. The most frustrating, you're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. You're the voice of reason of this podcast. I'm the doom and gloom. I'm not, I'm more, more doom than gloom in these, in these situations. Again, I've, I've said this before. I'm more, I'm, I'm just naturally pessimistic when it comes to these things, depending on the context and circumstances behind it. Um, but if the most frustrating part about these last two games from Jimmy and Bam, especially from Jimmy. Like, why does it feel like Miami needs to get socked in the face 17,000 times for them to just be like, okay, now we're going to like step up. Like we need to trail by 10 for me to like at least play well or something along those lines. Um, 
like it feels like they were just coasting since they were up in the series, not saying they were purposely doing that, but it feels like we've seen that playing time and time again. Maybe not throughout these playoffs, because again, like we just saw the Bucks series and they were up in the series for really the entire way outside of what happened in game two. And it didn't coast during those circumstances. So maybe I'm just speaking out of my ass when I say that, but it feels like they need to get socked in the face 20,000 times for them to finally wake up. And it feels like they've gotten socked in the face 20,000 times. So maybe they do wake up for game six or maybe they do play better behind their home crowd. So again, like it, it, it just, it, I guess that again, that's just me speaking out of my butt. Cause that's not always true, but it feels like it, it feels like front runner attitude, which I don't think they're front runners, but it's one of those things where it's like they're it it feels like they need to be down or counted out before they can step up. Maybe. But like also and, have, have the heat have the heat trailed in a playoff series like this this postseason? No, that's but no, but that's what I'm saying. Like me, I'm just completely speaking out of my butt when I say like it feels like they need to get socked in the face twenty thousand times for them to wake up because obviously again, they've won two series already. They began this series up three oh. And so, again, like, again, this is just pessimistic, Matt, dumb Matt, talking, but, like, I hope games four and five were a wake-up call, at least game five. Because, again, like, the process behind everything was just fault. Like, the offense was just too stagnant. Like, they weren't they weren't taking care of the ball. Boston, they were connected on their switches. They were they're, – they're not – what they're doing with Jimmy is they're not helping as much, and they're not helping as quickly as they are. And they're kind of just like, you know what? We're going to have Jason on you, and we're not going to always forgo these switches. And when we do, like, Jimmy's got to look at the basket, and he just hasn't looked at the basket. And then same thing with Kyle. Like, that one mid-range jumper in the beginning of the game that he nearly came off the screen, attempted it, and then decided to throw it into two people when he was trying to throw it to Kevin Love, who wasn't open. And it's just like, like, look at the basket. Like, that's just – that's also part of the problem. Like, Miami did shoot 51%, 39 from deep. They didn't shoot terribly, but, like, the decision-making and the process behind some of their – some of these possessions, crucial possessions, possessions that they can't afford to to screw up, was, it was just bad. Like, Boston didn't shoot – they were similar splits, and that's, I think, the part that we're going to forget about this game, even though Miami did lose by 13 – yeah, some of it was, was garbage time, but Boston shot 51%, 41 from deep. But their process and how they were getting baskets was so much better, and it's been so much better throughout these last 72 minutes um, in this series. And that's, I think I, I just can't get that out of my head. That's why I'm a little bit more panicked than you are. And you're right for not being panicked because Miami is up 3-2 in this series. But, like, it's just – it feels different because Boston has all the momentum in the world and, like – I don't know if Miami can win a game seven if they lose this game six. Um, well, why can't they? Like, that, that's the thing, right? All they've done is prove everybody wrong this entire playoffs. So, like, I'm not going to count them out. I mean, I mean, the thing that, like, concerns me and uh, not necessarily panics me is the fact that this Heat team the last two games hasn't looked like this Heat team that has played in the playoffs. Do you remember uh, when Julius Randle sat up on the podium and said, Look, I think they, they might just want it more than us. Yeah. And oh, um, I would say the last two games, the Celtics wanted it more. Uh, the Heat looked lethargic. They looked uh, they looked panicky. They couldn't get anything going. They, they never appeared comfortable. 
you know, but that's what that's what good adjustments kind of take away. Uh, if the Heat are able to get into their offense, then you know, then they not necessarily have a chance, but they have a good chance of putting the away. Like uh, the way I kind of looked at it, you're absolutely right. Like their field goal percentages yesterday were nearly identical. It was the it was the fact that uh, the Heat, you know, didn't didn't you know didn't get the shots that they're kind of used to get it, getting. They didn't like Duncan played well. And they still shot the three decently, I think. Uh, what was actually what's the what was the three point percentage yesterday, Ben? Uh, thirty nine point one, nine of twenty three. Really? But you can also you also can't attempt twenty three right. threes when Boston attempts thirty nine. Yeah, and well, and like the other thing too is like the way I kind of talked about yesterday, and I think I just put it in the Slack too. It's like eventually, like there has to be a little bit of regression. Like Derek White is not going to be climb Steph Curry for the whole series. You know what I mean? He um, always does this against Miami. Like, man. He does. He's a heat killer. And, and, but you know, like you're not, it's like play, players have to regress towards the mean a little bit, you know, like uh Brogdon is hurt. So like, it's, it's uh, you know, it's not kind of fair to comment and say that he has kind of been out of it, but you know, like uh, the heat did an exceptional job taking Tatum out of the game in the fourth quarters, the first two games, right before the blowout, like they made him, ineffective and they made Jalen Brown ineffective for the heat to win this series. You can't have Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum and Derek White all tearing you apart. You can only mm-hmm. have one player tearing you apart and to be able to withstand it uh, in the Knicks. It was Brunson, you know, and mm-hmm. uh, the heat obviously won that in six, you know? So it's like, you can have, uh, you can have Tatum score 38. You just can't have anybody else doing anything on offense. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It's 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 that type of thing, and it's like if the Heat are going to get to the uh, NBA Finals, then they're going to have to get ready to do that against uh, uh, against Jokic as well. Where it's like, okay, maybe Jokic is going, but you can't have Jamal going. You know, it's it's something that they've done well pretty much every series up until the last couple games. So look, it's fine to panic. It's a uh, you know, I it's just I, I have a healthy amount of concern, but I still believe in these guys because they've uh, they've proven all the doubters wrong. And honestly, maybe it's a good thing. I think, you know, you take uh, Jimmy and Bam tuning into uh, ESPN today probably makes them want to punch their TV. And, uh, you know, there's a reason I did not even turn on first take this morning. So, <laughs> you know, it's like, um, I don't love the, the narrative of the, you know, don't let us get one kind of deal for, for the Celtics. It's like, you know, it's like it's not it's 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 you know it's great to fuel the fantasy and it's great to you know uh hype up your fan base hype up your thing it's just more or less like i feel like everyone's forgetting that the heat are still ahead you know they got two more shots at this if they need them i am uh, i am forgetting that i don't i never like i i think it would be a stain on jimmy butler's legacy to drop four in a row i just don't think he does um, it would be a stain on everyone Exactly. I don't know. It would be staying on Spo. It'd be staying on Pat. It'd be staying on Jimmy. It'd be staying on Bam. It'd be staying. It'd be a big black eye that just never recovers. If that happens, that's it. And I because then you're I a part of sports history. Bit, I, exactly. You cut out there for a the second. Historical playoffs for the wrong reason. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Might be in an area with a, a little bit less service, but uh, I said right now it's a historical uh, postseason for the right reasons, and to drop this would be a historical postseason for the wrong reasons. And I don't think any of uh, any of the Heat are comfortable with that. I think there's a level of pride 
And I just, you know, based on how they play the entire postseason, I just don't see them dropping uh, four straight. Listen, that's that's more than fair. That's more than fair. You're the voice again. You're the voice of reason. You're talking me off a ledge. I appreciate it. And that's and here's one of the here's one of the adjustments that Spoke could do that he probably should have done earlier in the series that he went to yesterday in lieu of the injury was Haywood Heisman. Um, I mentioned earlier in the podcast yeah. that we talked about him a little bit, but like he was really good on both ends yesterday. Again, I mentioned the garbage time because again I said that Miami could be this could have been a twenty to twenty five point game. I, I think that's true, but. Haywood, in the minutes that he was given, he played 36 minutes, 15 points, 6 and 9 shooting, 3 or 4 from deep, um, 2 steals. He was really good defensively. He's good. The, one of the, the one adjustment that Spo could do is when I was looking at film last night and then early this morning was it felt like just at the wrong times that they were doubling Tatum and Tatum was doing a good job or they were switching or they were blitzing off of a pick and roll or whatever the case was. Maybe not even a blitz. Maybe it was just like a show and recover, but they were kind of playing in that. They were kind of trying to throw multiple bodies at Tatum and even sometimes at Jalen. And I had a tweet earlier where I was just, where I said that like they're not thinking, they're just hooping. And they're just, they're free, they're playing free flowing basketball, which I think that's when they're at their best. But like one thing that Spoke could do was like whether it's Haywood or whether it's Jimmy. Or even whether it, like it's Bam or Caleb, it's just like maybe don't throw those doubles at them all the like you gotta give them different looks. Like maybe try to make them like isolation scores. Or like try not to try not to throw multiple bodies at them to where they're getting open shots. Like, yeah, it's 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 bad to say that it like don't help, but like if you're gonna help, you better be rotating quickly because these rotations, these last two games have been off. And like, if you're making them isolation scores and tough shot makers, like they, yeah, they can make tough shots, especially Jalen and Jason. But it, it, you're, I think you're saving yourself a few points, especially with like a Haywood or a Jimmy playing on ball defense on either of those two guys or Bam or whatever the case is. Cause it's like, I think for the most part, they've done a good job. Like Haywood yesterday did a good job on ball defensively. And, like, there was just a few shots that Jalen hit that, like, okay, you, you tip your cap to. Just a few pull-up threes in his face. It's just like, okay, like, that's what happens when you're playing incredibly confident basketball. The same thing with Jason at times when, he was, when he's been getting into the lane, whether it's in transition, semi-transition, or even in, like, the half court, and then passing out of that when Miami's overhelping. Like, if you're not overhelping, like, you, you, I don't think they can anymore because it's like, Boston's at least these last two games have done a good job spacing the perimeter and getting open looks like that corner on the zone. Those corners were open all day long and Miami was getting picked apart left and right. And even when they weren't playing zone, it was still, it was still being very effective. Like I know Marcus had a couple, like just completely wide open threes off very good ball movement. And that's a credit to just Al Horford being a good connector in the beginning of the game, but like he was getting wide open threes in the corner. And it's just like, these rotations can't be this, like you got to be quick with these. And if you're not going to be quick with them, then why, then why are you helping so much? Like, like, again, this is where I come to the realization that like, I don't know if this is the Kevin Love series. I don't know if this is the Cody Zeller series. They're just, don't, they just don't have enough foot speed. Robinson at times was getting picked apart a little bit in the zone. And that's just kind of the case with Duncan Robinson, but 
Like if, Haywood, go go on. If you if you're relying on Kevin Love and Cody Zeller to be a difference makers in a series like this, then you gotta you gotta like then we got a bigger problem because like exactly. But they're putting them in rotation. That's why I'm saying that. No, that's true. That's true. It's just like yeah, it's like they're meant to be compliments. I think more than anything else, you know. Right. Most. Right. And that's where I think the, the Haywood minutes like, come uh, into play. Because it's like, I think, I don't know if you start Haywood off the bat, but you could definitely have him as like your eighth guy off the bench as kind of that small ball five when Bam's not on the floor. I mean, Bam's going to have to play at least 40 minutes to game six. I don't care what these substitution patterns have been these first five games or throughout the playoffs. Like, he's got to play 40 plus minutes, assuming he's not in foul trouble. And I, I don't think that's really a choice but even when he's not a, like even when he's on the floor i think hey which should still be getting 25 30 minutes same with caleb same with like some of these other guys like haywood proved yesterday that he could stay in the rotation really based off of his defense alone and it's just like the shot making and like the the six and nine shooting and the 15 points that he provided that's a luxury um i know some i know there have been times throughout the season where it felt like miami was playing four on five with haywood on the floor but he was really good yesterday, and he deserves to be on the floor because he provides that uh, defensive acumen that Miami just has. It's 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 been a roller coaster ride throughout these playoffs and throughout even the lat- latter part of the regular season. I just feel like he's been out of the rotation too long, and I think yesterday he proved that he needs to be in it. So I think that's where you that's where I think you shave minutes off of Love and off of Zeller, who only played a combined eighteen minutes yesterday. So it's not like they were getting plenty of action, anyways, but. I feel like throughout those 18 minutes, like they were getting picked apart in rotation. And I don't think those are the only two guys. I'm just pointing them out because I don't think they should be getting minutes at this point in the series. But like just in general, Miami's rotations just haven't been as good as if, and if you could stick a Haywood on a Tatum, who's been good against them this season or a Haywood on Jalen and then Jimmy on Tatum or whatever formula that you want to use for that. I think, I think that can work, but like Miami can't overhelp the way they do any longer. I don't think, if Boston's going to continue making these open shots, because it felt like they got a whole crap ton of them yesterday, and I just don't think that's a sustainable formula. I agree. I agree. Look, look, we got a game tomorrow, tomorrow night, game six. Um, last year, the Heat impressed everybody with uh, Jimmy Butler's historic game six. It was uh, it was forgotten, and Kyle Lowry also had a great game six, and it's been forgotten. So. We haven't forgot, um, and uh, you know, let's see if they can get it done again tomorrow. But uh, I think uh, I think that Matt gave you some pretty exceptional, uh, gave listeners a pretty exceptional analysis there. Uh, I think Haywood should also get minutes, but uh, also I got to leave this one up to Spo and the gang. Uh, Jimmy needs to come and be elite tomorrow, and you know, anything else would be a disappointment. I think that's a I think that's a fair assessment. So. Like, until then, you know, I have to be the little bit of an optimistic one because the Heat are up 3-2, and we're going home. You know, uh, they can get it done there. They've shown it again and again and again. So, look, I don't want the magic to run out because I've been enjoying this. And uh, you, know, you and me both, buddy. Um, yeah, Miami doesn't get a good Jimmy Butler or Bam out of bio. This shit, what, everything I just said doesn't matter. Everything that we've said about them... <laughs> Being good and serious just doesn't matter. And so that I get that's probably the most important thing. And Kyle Lowry, too, especially if Gabe, Gabe Benson's out again with that sprained ankle. Um, I mean, I know Lowry tweaked his knee in game four, uh, but he just did, he didn't look healthy and he didn't look right at all yesterday. And Miami's going to need him 
if if they want to win this series. And I think Miami just doesn't need him. They need everyone, including a very good Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. Um, just take care of the ball. Take care of the ball. Uh, be intentional. Be purposeful with what you're doing offensively. Push the tempo in semi-transition situations. Make sure you get easy looks. Don't let Boston set their half-court defense, which has been phenomenal over these last two games. Like there, there's there's things to fix and there's things to clean up for sure. And um, and and you're completely right. You're completely right when you say that there's one guy to do it. It's Eric Spolstra um, to make to make these adjustments. And maybe I should put more faith in them. But again, I am the 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 what's the word? The resident. Triple H Yankees fan. And I can't have this shit happen to two of my franchises in my lifetime. And so that's where I can, I think most of the panic comes from. Miami is up three, two. So I can't, I bring in Brandon's the voice of reason. He talked me off a ledge. I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, that's why he, he, he's the smarter, more uh, logical person on this. And I'm just the talking man. That doesn't make much sense at the time, but regardless, Miami is up 3-2. They are heading home, but Jesus, for the love of goodness, please close this out in six. Uh, because, again, I don't know if Miami can win if it's a game seven in Boston, just from a historical standpoint. That just doesn't happen. But right now, there's a lot of people counting them out. There's been people counting them out the last several days. I'm not saying I'm counting them out, but I'm just saying I'm panicked because of what I've seen these last two games. Uh Brandon, you have anything more to add? Do not, man. Let's uh, let's get it. You gotta have the guts. Burn the boats. I gotta have uh, the guts. I gotta have the guts. I don't have guts right now, Brandon. My gut, my gut uh, count is on empty. I need to go to the gut station and fill it up before tomorrow. I I don't have the guts right now. I I need to get the guts. I need to get the guts. I, I admittedly don't have guts right now. That's my, the fault of no one else but my own. Uh, I need the guts. I have the guts, man. Uh, all right, well, thank you for listening as always, and uh, we'll see what the Heat can put together for us tomorrow. Hopefully, it's something that we can all be happy about. So, as always, go Heat. Thank you for listening. Like and subscribe, and check out Matt's Twitter. Uh, he's put some good stuff together uh, as we progress through the series. <laughs> and also, if you just want to see the... the uh, actually, no, don't. I mean, you can look at my Twitter. It's at MPH underscore A24 underscore. I guess I'll plug it. It's a lot of tweets. It's a lot of annoying tweets, as many of you maybe have seen already. But I appreciate, uh, again, Brandon, having me on here. I appreciate you all listening. Again, like and subscribe, five-star rating. Uh, see you guys hopefully after a heat win in game six. Jeez. 